so like you could say like oh hey oh hell i kameye if you wanted <laughs> but that's not the joke <laughs> yeah so we're not gonna say that and by we i mean i because i'm the one who opens every podcast and that's funny you guys want to volunteer don't everybody throw your hands up at once <laughs> your silence speaks volumes <laughs> oh hell ingati kamuye ma frappo and welcome to the Ayana Mokri podcast now unnecessarily formal uh, it's been a while, so we've got a bit of Avatar news to catch up on. Um, and here with me is just a uh, small group of folks ready to nerd out about Avatar stuff. We got myself, Bombadic, and we also have Ayana. Howdy. How are you doing, Ayana? Um, quite well. I have my coffee ready, so everything's fine. Excellent. And we also have Tawe. How's it going? I'm alive. That's that's the, that's the bar. <laughs> yep. All right. It's so, about where I'm at. <laughs> I think it's, it's about where I'm at, too. <laughs> so we got a bit of Avatar news. Um, so the, uh, the World of Avatar, a visual exploration, uh, has released in the UK territories, at least. Um, it's got, uh, allegedly, I haven't actually seen it. I'm based in America, and I also didn't confession hour i didn't even pre-order it um i'll I'll eventually pick it up i guess i guess i'm i guess i'm a fake fan (laughs) um but apparently according to reports uh it's got a mix of known information as well as a mix of new stuff that hints at future stuff um i anna have you in have you read it yet i don't think you did um no i haven't i i i have pre-ordered it uh, mm-hmm. Actually, and it's supposed to arrive at my home tomorrow. Um, oh, perfect timing! Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't read it yet. Yeah, I've I've been avoiding the uh, discussion on it on Killutrol, uh, just because I kind of, while I do want to see it eventually for my for myself, um, I I I yeah, I'm in the weird position of I haven't pre-ordered it, but I do want to see it, but I don't want to look at the spoilers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm exactly in that position. I also haven't pre-ordered it. Uh, uh, allegedly, what's up with you guys? <laughs> alleged, well, that's the thing. Allegedly, it's coming out in like May, I think, in mm-hmm. the in the states. I should. I mean, like, given that this is like an Avatar news podcast, I should probably know the dates offhand, but I certainly don't. Mm-hmm. What's preparation? But it is interesting that this kind of material is being released um, up ahead of you know in preparation for sequel season i mean sleeping avatar fan uh theory is there's going to be a trailer drop and then that's going to awaken all the avatar fans uh who there's dozens of us there's dozens (laughs) dozens Uh, more like more in the neighborhood of millions oh yeah (laughs) and they're gonna want avatar stuff to interact with and boy will they have it uh so i mean there's comics there's this visual exploration and there's actually speaking of comics uh i guess this is something we can actually somewhat talk a little bit more about uh another avatar comic book series from dark horse has been announced uh so the series is adapt or die and 
it takes place before the events of the first Avatar film. Again, a, another prequel, but this is actually a very interesting time. Um, it seems to cover the central interactions between uh, Grace Augustine and the establishment of her school and dealing with the uh, tensions between the early tensions between uh, the human and the Navi, which is a, it's going to be a very interesting time period to explore. Honestly, I'm that's that's some of the time that I'm like most interested in for in, in, in as far as Avatar canon goes. Mm-hmm. Especially since that's kind it's kind of like the the um murkiest because a lot of it comes a lot of our info from the time before the first movie comes from the games if i remember correctly and a lot of the game stuff is just not considered canon yeah it's completely non-canon i mean so. the the cover artwork shows uh more art and grace mm-hmm. so i'm pretty excited about that um because i'm assuming that uh grace and more will play a big role in, in adapt or die and uh, given that they're two of my favorite characters from the movie so far, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, I always had, I always got the sense when I was watching Avatar and just broadly speaking that like Moa and Grace probably have a somewhat storied like relationship, or at least they got to probably got to know each other pretty well. But that was something mm-hmm. that we have never actually saw in any of the official media. Like we we when uh, Grace and Jake were tied up when uh, the the RDA was coming to destroy Home Tree, like there's a line of Grace screaming "Mot no," and then like that's about the extent of most of their interactions. <laughs> yeah, true. But I mean, Grace was allowed to build a school somewhat near Kelutra, where the Umatikaya live, and and teach mm-hmm. the kids of the Umatikaya. So that's some display of trust, at least I think. Yeah, and even even uh, Grace saying in the movie that uh, the kids called her uh, Satanok, which yeah. means mother, mm-hmm. uh, says a lot. So I, I guess that's kind of a teaser of what the relationship between uh, Moat and Grace could have been like <laughs> at right. some point, at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, it does sound very good actually yeah there's during the montage uh training montages i talked moa into letting grace back into the village so mm. i mean i'm sure as 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 uh Tsai, she is ha- has some sort of you know say over who can be let in or out of kelutral but it possibly also alludes to that it was moat's decision to not allow grace in the first place yeah i think so I mean, it would make sense, right? Along with Etukan, Kesempilt, eh, needless yeah. to say. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think it all go, it all went south after the shooting at the school. And, mm-hmm. and then it was basically up to Moat and Etukan to just say, okay, that's it. Yeah. Relationship is di- has just died. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, needless to say, I'm pretty sure the events of this series are going to be pretty heart-wrenching. Mm, probably, yeah. The feels. The feels will be strong. I mean, my guess is that maybe the the comic will, um, like the the plot will kind of climax in in maybe even the school shooting, mm-hmm. and and so on and die, so maybe. Yeah, I'll yeah. be curious to see exactly where that because I mean, it'd be nice to see where exactly that's going to end up. I mean, well, well, we sort of do. We have hints at where it's going to end up because that's the events that we saw in the first 
Avatar movie. Yeah, I guess I mean more like time-wise. Like, what's the time frame between when we see it mm-hmm. in the movie and yeah, when okay, it that's it. Yeah, because we, we don't have any idea what that span of time is. We know it's within you know the time of Grace being there, being on Pandora and the movie, but that's about yeah. And we know it's within Neytiri's lifetime. Yeah, mm-hmm. but her lifetime is longer than a human lifetime, so. Yes, but I mean, th- it's it's also implied that she's actually fairly young. True. Yeah, but we but we do know that Grace has put ten life, uh, ten, ten years of her life into that school, right? Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, we do. Know, so, we do so know that too. whatever a year years, means on Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is true. So anyway, Adapt or Die, uh, the first issue of six, it's actually a six-issue uh, miniseries. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, is going to be arriving May 4th. So uh, check out your local comics dealer um, or service. Uh, it's Avatar, Adapt or Die. And uh, yeah, the official blurb from Dark Horse Comics is, Decade into the advent of the Avatar program of, on Pandora, pressure to bridge the divide between human and Nafi has hit a peak. An ally of the Matikaya clan, Dr. Grace Augustine, begins negotiations to open a school for Nafi children, but her plans for peace, hope, and unity could trigger an unprecedented disaster, one afflicting the most vulnerable and protected of Nafi. So, Hmm. we will see how that goes. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, The, an interesting, uh, one more thing I sort of just want to say about, um, this and it, it, we we got a window into this during Omaticon uh, when we got to chat with some of the uh, the one of the artists on uh, I believe it was on Sute's path or is it next no it was next shadow mm-hmm. it was next I shadow so. um, but Dark Horse kind of just uh, builds kind of impromptu teams to produce comic series that are then like kind of not disbanded but you know well yes disbanded (laughs) after the series is done so this series um none of the names on of the uh artists or authors or writers on this um have worked on the avatar comics previously so the art is going to be you know slightly different in its own way as well so we have got a lot of interesting things to work uh to uh, chat about probably. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one, I think. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to add. I mm-hmm. think it would be really interesting if we got after this, we get some kind of. Um, I mean, I think everybody's been hoping for something like a uh, uh, an encyclopedia type of thing, or it just just like mm-hmm. a, absolutely a guidebook of everything. Think like. Um, I, the name's escaping me now, but the one that Tolkien wrote for... Yeah, mm, Silmarillion. Yeah. Uh, and it would be nice to see, like, before all of these events, period. Like, I want to know more about the history right. of what's going on on Earth, too. I want to know how it got to the point that it's at, because it's over 100 years into the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. I don't think we would see anything like that until after avatar 5 because this is all stuff that like a lot of the events like leading up to like how the conflicts were established like that's that's fertile ground for 
not only movies but also these kind of tie-in comics or the novels that are allegedly being written but you know we have never materialized in any way shape or form but <laughs> um stuff in the games like all of this stuff could contribute to that and i mean we even saw with uh the next shadow that was a story that was pitched to james cameron that then sort of filled in the blanks of the of you know between avatar one and two or like shortly after avatar one um and so that that canon is still being developed in a way as well yeah and uh, i'm excited to see where that's going that's kind of what i wanted to say is i want to see what what they come up with what happens because mm-hmm. you're right. right i think the yeah the world of avatar the visual exploration is probably the closest we're going to get to that in the near term um but i am oh, yeah. sure as the avatar franchise continues you know turning out content and products and things to purchase <laughs> with your money dollars uh, <laughs> uh you there there will certainly be stuff for Lord i was gonna say well. love them or mm-hmm. love them or hate them there's one thing disney's really good at it's coming out with a lot of things to continuously keep you engaged with a with a franchise yeah which i mean we've been starved yeah. <laughs> for anything <laughs> as avatar fans <laughs> like so it, we're gonna go you know over the course of the next year or so we're gonna go from a world where we get nothing we get a nothing burger every couple months to like we we, there's too much to talk about there's too much to cover Uh, i'm excited for those times yeah i I just was gonna say we definitely will have to record more frequently in the future (laughs) to be able to cover oh no yes or we'll just have to have like two or three hour long episodes. Oh no! Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> no. I I feel like we can record them. It's the editing part that would suck. We can talk yes. about stuff for two <laughs> that, for that. two to three hours. We've done it. We just we just have to edit it later. You know, that is no. that is true. By we I mean I. I have yeah. to edit. By, by we. <laughs> Who's this we? <laughs> well one thing that we won't have to talk about in the future is uh avatar pandora rising which has been officially canceled (laughs) hey it's a segue harsh segue yeah (laughs) so after months of radio silence uh we finally got some news from the team developing avatar pandora rising uh for mobile devices and the news we got is uh it's coming to an end we're not gonna we're not we're just gonna be ending it fairly soon i believe there's one last like season of content or whatever or in-game events i don't actually i've never actually played it and now i never will uh but apparently there's still one more hoorah of stuff going on and then they're gonna shut down the servers i believe in april i I read i don't know uh, yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone on the cast actually yeah, played it. I I read through it. Um, yeah, this is the final season. Yeah, my favorite part is this this line here. After the end of the season, we'll be delivering some in-game gifts for you to enjoy. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's April fourth is when the um the end of support will be. So the game will still the game still exists in a sense. Um and people could still mm-hmm. play it. It's just it's not gonna be supported anymore. 
and it's not being developed anymore. Mm -hmm. And it also hasn't been a, been available for download for a yeah. while. So if mm -hmm. you, you know, the only people who are realistically going to be participating in this, if anyone, is going to be the people who were already participating in its alleged beta period. So my angle on this is it's a little bit of confusion. So I, I know that game projects will fairly regularly get canceled or will never actually end up shipping, like it's it's as common as you think it is it's more common so this isn't particularly unheard of but what is kind of weird is for a licensed property to be like this to be developed and then not actually materialize and be shipped like usually the investment commitment from anyone who's wielding an ip like avatar is will want to see their investment you know bear fruit um and given the amount of work that was done on it already it to me like to, to me on the outside looking in it looked like it was a serviceable game maybe it wasn't a great game and i, I never expected it to be one like it outright just looked like a clone of several other popular games but it, it, it doesn't make sense to have something that is that works that has a player base who sticks with it to not even attempt to release it in the first place. Like they, I believe they stated that they, it's like, Oh, you know, we have this vision for like what it can be and we can't like, we won't be able to see it through to that. Mm. And with any live service game, there's also the commitment of, okay, after release, what are we going to do? Like these kinds of games do thrive on additional content being developed continuously yeah. Um, so maybe that's something that you know they didn't want to commit to, but that's the that's that's the only reason I can really think of for why they they wouldn't even just attempt to release it to you know recoup some loss. Hmm. Well, and then there's also the fact that I mean, um, on top, kind of almost in conjunction with that, a um a new right, game right. was announced. Avatar. I, I forgot if we even. I don't think we've talked about that on the cast. Yeah. I don't think we have either, so it's called uh, Avatar Reckoning. Um, yep. It's being developed by Tencent. It's um, an MMO shooter. <laughs> yeah, it's an MMO role-playing shooter for iOS and Android. So um, you know, the Tencent... first thing I think of when I think of Avatar is uh, guns. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, sorry, Tencent is the to just guns. publisher. <laughs> uh, Arc Games is the developer. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Tencent rarely develops anything. <laughs> but it uses the Unreal... It uses Unreal Engine 4, which is going to be interesting. And apparently, right. you'll be able to take on challenges solo, co-op, or in, quote, dynamic multiplayer matches. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath for this one. Uh, much like much like Pandora Rising, um, this particular genre of mobile game doesn't really appeal to me. Like, I do enjoy... I do enjoy first-person shooters, but this is also, I believe it's a third-person shooter, um, but, like, not on mobile devices. Like, I'm... It, it just says MMO role-playing shooter. I don't even know what that means, to be honest. It's um, it's a shooter with RPG elements, like, and uh, presumably yeah. multiplayer elements. I don't know. Uh, the, this, these kinds of games do nothing for me. Um, they're making Avatar Destiny. Yeah, they're basically making Avatar-skinned, <laughs> Avatar like knock off destiny because like 
whatever your opinions are of destiny this game will probably not be that well developed or uh i mean i'm not gonna say it's not gonna be fun but i i I have doubts that this will be like a riveting gaming experience yeah no it's not gonna be anywhere close to like frontiers of pandora or something like frontiers of pandora is the big one we're holding out for (laughs) yeah yeah I'm I'm curious to see. I, for me, most of what uh, the mobile games give, and same was true with Pandora Rising, is um, just a bunch more lore because a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff is more canon than the original games were. Because the original games were made in like that heyday of the video game tie-in to the movie, yep. where every movie had a video game tie-in that came out like a week after the movie at most yeah but they only had like a year to develop it yeah uh definitely the (laughs) avatar game came out in that that uh that that period of time it's completely disconnected the the games are just completely disconnected from the canon and it's just very evident how like not super seriously they took the source material yeah (laughs) and the vibes i get the way of putting it (laughs) the vibes i've gotten from what i've seen of uh pandora uh, not pandora rising um reckoning or Mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah reckoning the vibes i've gotten from it have been very much in the vein of like the wii game not not i'm not talking like graphically or whatever i'm just talking like tonally like the idea of like yeah people want to play as avatars and be these like super like violent do a do a violence on things as an as like an avatar and it's like that's not i'm sure there's an audience for that i'm not dismissing it but i'm doubting that that's the primary demographic like i feel like i feel like if you're going to look at the verbs that people want to do on pandora like explore is definitely the first one <laughs> like no matter explore, who you are exist yeah ex- uh. <laughs> you know exist vibe with but like destroy and shoot are like huh yeah and so i'm kind of curious to what extent it's going to be like I mean, MMORPG shooter to me, it reads like buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. Yes. Um, so like, I don't know. You could consider like um, my wife is playing Horizon Forbidden West. You could almost consider Horizon Forbidden West a third person RPG shooter. Yeah. You but could. like most of that game is exploration. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I guess it's like what I'm curious to see what they um, come up with. I'm not holding my breath for something amazing, but I'm also not, you know, expecting something on the level of the previous games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am expecting better, but better is a very low bar in this situation. <laughs> I was going to say, but, but, but better is a very <laughs> easy to get across. And the thing is, there's definitely some diehard uh, JCAG fans on here who are like, you guys are terrible. James Cameron's Avatar the Game is one of my favorite games. I love it. I grew up with it. I have all this nostalgia for it. Um, and I enjoy the game. And I'm sure I'm sure you do. Um, but I, I don't think anyone's going to laud it as a harm, hallmark of gameplay. Um, I believe the people who do enjoy the game mostly do so on the basis of the avatar skin that it has not what you are actually doing in the game 
because yeah and don't get me wrong it's totally like yeah if you enjoy it go nuts i played the um the movie game that came out for um the original uh michael bay transformers movie and i actually really enjoyed that movie game Mm -hmm. like some of them are fun they're not like high quality but (laughs) they could still be fun yeah not everything fun has to be high quality. Well, that's the thing. Whenever, uh, whenever I describe, uh, we talk about games with. Uh, whenever I talk about games with uh, my coworker, uh, I'm on a two-person uh, indie game development team. Um, we have a very useful uh, graph that we or axis, pair of axes that we dis- discuss games on. There is the uh, good graph. There's the good axis and the fun axis. And as long as a game is somewhere in the, like the top right corner, whether it's really fun but not particularly good, or it's really well executed but not particularly fun, or ideally both, uh, then great, you know. And so, like you know, a cheesy, for example, Transformers tie-in game that you're describing to me, it sounds like it scored pretty well on the fun axis, despite not being particularly like air quotes good. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, let's be perfectly honest. Who here would who here hates getting to control a giant robot and blow stuff up? Like, right. That's that's the mo- reason I'm waiting for Titanfall to come back. <laughs> it will, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> They've tapped into your very particular interest set. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I like that's the same reason I like those movies. Is it's just watching giant robots blow stuff up. Who, who cares? <laughs> that's the point. That's it. That's the draw for me, and that's the skip for me. <laughs> All right, and our final topic of discussion, uh, we got a new Naviteri post uh, from Paul Fromer, uh, the the great creator of uh, our language, that we the language that we love, um, and this particular post concerned uh, honorific language, which is something that. I would venture to say that most Nazi speakers don't use ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> except for the beginning of I'm this sure, podcast. <laughs> I'm sure it comes up sometimes, but yeah, no, I, y'all didn't get to hear how many takes it took me to <laughs> say the opening of this episode. Just because, I mean, for one, the, the we got some new words that, you know, helped made it make it possible in the first place but also just it, you just you don't use the ceremonial term to, uh tone uh or honorific language with uh your nerd friends who are learning not they like i i think i think the couple of times where somebody's actually used honorific language in a conversation with me was like a brand new learner who just learned that this exists and was trying to like show like some awe-inspired respect or whatever <laughs> to me who's just some other guy who's been doing this slightly longer than them i can point to one point one place where i believe it was used okay it, but it's a historical context i believe it was used early on when we were starting to talk to paul about the language oh and people still do that today um, oh yeah <laughs> actually it's it's uh believed that this post was inspired by um a member of the uh community regularly uh emailing paul fromer using highly honorific language 
Which, you know, is awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, if, if anybody in this community deserves to be talked to in, in the ceremonial honorific tone, it's KP. Which is, which is why my favorite part of this entire post is that the last word in it is yep. <laughs> fiankekin, no yeah. need to use honorific language. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. That sounds like something he would say. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that his uh, former translation of that, uh, like he provided an example and then translated in English is, don't be so stiff, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a know, fantastic right? way of phrasing that. Dude. Dude, lighten up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so if anybody the... has ever had a chance to talk with uh, Paul, he's very... Uh... He's a very chill human being. He is supremely chill and humble, I can confirm. I think I've mentioned a couple of times, but one time I was talking, I sent him a couple of emails and he sent back and was like, I I mentioned that I studied astrophysics and mm-hmm. he was like, I went to study that and I'm still interested in math stuff. Here's this cool textbook I've been looking at. <laughs> Just sent me like a PDF of a textbook. Right, right. That's awesome. So some of the new uh, vocabulary that we got was uh, Le Fieng, uh, which is honorific language. Uh, it's from Le Fia Le Heng. Um, Le Heng being another new word, which is formally polite. I yeah, Coming from Henga, meaning yeah. formally polite behavior. And Henga is, I love, because it comes from the pronouns. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. It, it, <laughs> It's 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 a very naughty way of describing things. Like if it, if you know, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's the it's hard to explain, but naughty yeah. is very. Um, what's the word? Um, Nagel. Yeah. Or it's like, very uh, example driven. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. Like I would put it as there. It's very descriptive and. It's very good at recycling or re uh, reusing things in a way that helps newer words make sense. Yes, ninety mm-hmm. percent of like ninety uh, percent is a totally made up number, but like a yeah. massive crap ton of the words are just compounds of other words. Yeah. Um. What I wanted to say was, um, with this new post, I mean, it's always great to have new words. Um, but to me, this time they weren't as interesting as uh, in, in past posts he provided. Um, the only real thing I found interesting was the addition of uh, three new pronoun- pronouns, um, meaning the honorific forms of po and mm-hmm. po- puan and poe. Um, it's just nice to have them, I guess, <laughs> in case you need yeah. them. Um, yeah. But what what I found most interesting about this post was that it's kind of like a how how should I put it, an official confirmation of my theory that I had for like years now, which is like the shorter something in Navi is, the less honorific it is and the more colloquial colloquial it is. I mean that's true. <laughs> like of the every examples, language. yeah, the examples he's provided at the end just. I don't know, kind of confirms that even more for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even in English, if you want to be all fancy and, you know, title-driven and overly, like, overly, you know, I guess honorific or polite or whatever, you end up saying way more. Uh, And 
that kind of Pardon stuff me, absolutely sir. exhausts me. <laughs> Pardon me, sir, but if I may request, like... It's like, just just ask me what you want. Like, tell me what you want. Dude. You're wasting my time. I'm more Don't mad be so that stiff, you're wasting dude. my time. With, <laughs> I, I, I'm more frustrated that you're spending all this time, like, preemptively apologizing. Uh, just tell me what you want. <laughs> but I mean, like, just because it's done like that in English or any... Hmm. I guess most of the German language, uh, Terran languages here on Earth doesn't mean mm-hmm. that we do it the same. That's um, true, though, yeah. I but, mean, it's an yeah. alien language. Yeah, a fictional <laughs> alien language. <laughs> so, yeah. But it was nice to see. Yeah, it, it's... And, I mean, we know Mako is kind of our... Uh, yeah. He's kind of, kind of the uh, the colloquial guy. But, <laughs> no, I'm... One of my favorite things in any languages to look at the differences between formal versions and colloquial versions and like the Mm -hmm. in between. I like seeing that gradient Mm -hmm. um, because it's kind of a hint at the cultural side of things. These, these things exist for a reason and the only way that you use them is in certain circumstances. Agree. It's kind of a hit at what those circumstances might be. Mm. Yeah. Along those lines, something that I appreciate about this kind of stuff is to see what kinds of sounds get cut whenever something is shortened mm-hmm. because like you, you can almost develop a system based off of what we know about how Nafi is typically shortened and like what syllables get cut out that like there's almost like a tier list of like how powerful a given sound is or like how important it is to maintain a given sound to the Nafi like i and e are like extremely weak syllables and will be cut out quite regularly but there's very few instances where for example a or an o will be cut out mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's true uh, that's true and then i mean lehang is one of those very very rare instances so uh chief etymology correspondent Pamanek here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, immediately upon seeing this stuff, I uh, I have wild theories that are probably incorrect. But when when I saw Henga, which he officially stated, you know, it's probably coming from those pronouns and stuff. I immediately assumed it had to do with Eng or like level, because like when talking about like skill level for example they talk about like yeah or like steps like on like a kind of like a staircase kind of situation um like what step like what vertical level or whatever so there's this idea that elevation corresponds to status or ability and when i saw hang like immediately i'm like oh that's definitely based on like eng or like level Mm. and then that was confirmed absolutely nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. but yeah, that's where my that's where my brain immediately went. Anyway. But it, it would also make sense in that in there too is being a, a formal level in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's probably just a coincidence though that the eh and n sounds like show up in a lot of honorific language. <laughs> but yeah, true. I mean, it's it's another way to remember it still. Yeah. Even if it's not where it came from. That's how I'm going to remember it <laughs> at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> whether or not this is the etymology, this is my, like, mnemonic device. We also get the word for a celebrity, which was interesting. Which means yeah. that there's, like, 
it kind of implies that there are celebrities. Yeah. And what what is interesting about this about uh uh so we're referring to specifically uh tanro to uh which comes from uh, roa uh to be impressive. We also have um previously we've had uh like tanto for um another like honorable like or legendary person um and the the uh, uh the etymology of those words uh suggests what about what qualities about them um would differentiate why you would use one or the other uh uh for a hero uh coming from sto uh which is brave where Tanrotu uh, is from Tanroa, or very impressive. So, yeah, so bravery it, it, versus it, just being impressive, I would say that you might refer to, like, you know, a war hero, I guess, or someone who fought bravely or did a courageous act. They might be a Tansto, but someone who's just like, oh, it's, you're very impressive with your archery or whatever, but you're not particularly brave, maybe, or, like, that's not the quality that you think of. Then that might be a tanrotu. Yeah, and and I mean they're also kind of synonyms in that way. I mean, like mm-hmm. Hercules would kind of qualify as both, right. but um, you wouldn't, you know, call a famous singer mm-hmm. extremely brave. Yes, necessarily. I mean, you yeah. might. They could. If be. you really get, if if you really hate singing in front of people, maybe you consider that the case. But you just but like. <laughs> That's a very you, specific you, say, case. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. The, there's overlap, which is interesting because, again, I like having words that are very similar but not quite the same because right. it leads to nuance. And oh yes, nuance yes. Is if you've ever heard this podcast before, <laughs> nuance is something we really love. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree though. Like when we get words in the Nafi language that are. A, like a lot of our vocabulary is kind of objectively vague and then yeah. when we get a more specific thing that like oh there's some overlap between this and this but and then kp has to go and explain the difference between them i think that i always find those yeah those are great examples of um at uh more advanced vocabulary um if you if you look at the vocabulary that is most commonly used it's also the vaguest usually and yeah. then as you get more no, rarely more rarely used words are more specific or higher in uh, information density i think i single-handedly quintupled the usage of the phrase diftia kifkeya yes <laughs> like as soon as i joined because <laughs> that's a huge Science. part of my stuff <laughs> right um uh, about uh unrotu the celebrity mm-hmm. Stuff. Um, do you guys think that um, like the shaman of songs or um, Entu and what's what's his name again? Um, <laughs> Entu, <not>. no. <laughs> no, from from Turok, uh, uh, in in Soleil's, uh thingy, Entu and Ralu. I, it was. Right? I think you could, I think you could describe them as them, but I mm-hmm. almost want to say that there's probably another word that we don't have yet, and I'm just gonna spitball this into the universe. Oktu, for like a storied uh, or historic figure. Mm, okay. Mm. Interesting. Take. Yeah, I could I could see like a um, 
that would that would make me think of like legend yes mm-hmm. exactly like we, we there's not really a word for legend we have a word for celebrity we have a word for <laughs> we have Makdo, who is a legend <laughs> yeah we have Tuk Makdo is a legend but like, kind of legend we don't have like the group of all legends under a single word mm-hmm. which could be really interesting i mean mm-hmm. there's there's definitely stories and legends yep i mean that's what Toruk the first flight is all about and i want more of them yep <laughs> all of them. i want more of them damn it <laughs> give me pictures of spider-man <laughs> <laughs> i got that's the energy i got off of that <laughs> give me legends of not me give me more Toruk makto <laughs> <laughs> I want to know every Toruk Makdo. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm sure we'll hear of more past Toruks as as the universe of Avatar unfolds before us. I was trying to remember the name of the um the the ancient Greek text that is like it's the it's it's not the Iliad, it's um the guy wrote literally the origin story for every single like every for everything oh including he has like lists of the names of the sea nymphs and like the forest nymphs like all of this stuff and i'm like i want that there's history (laughs) buffs who are just absolutely screaming at the podcast yes please 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 put it in the comments down below no Uh, (laughs) people on spotify what (laughs) my dms are open on discord please i'm probably gonna regret saying that but There can't be that many people listening to the podcast. <laughs> Just suddenly I get like 300 DMs. And you deserve it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I deserve it 100%. All right. With that out of the way, we're going to return to a segment that has disappeared from the podcast in recent uh, in recent times due to our inability to go not go over an hour. Uh, not feel language practice. I can, speaking personally, it's been a quite a while since I've spoken Nafi. I've been busy with other things, uh, and we certainly haven't gotten my practice in on the cast, so we're going to be especially rusty. But that's okay, we're practicing and we're learning, and that's where everyone is on their, uh, on their journey. Uh, so, uh, to get the prompt started... Uh, let's just use a word from the latest Not Be Diddy post. Uh, let's just go with Tanrotu uh, as we were talking about that. Um, <laughs> that was going to be my suggestion. Sarake Mengaru Lu Tanrotu Sunufrato. Tansana de Baum. <laughs> Weddy, <laughs> uh, Weddy, uh, uh, roll you, <laughs> uh, Alu, uh, Chris Martin, <laughs> Ta, uh, Panseo, Panseo, Pongu, Alu, Coldplay, Po, uh, Lu, Netan, et Stunwi, et Se. Stunwi se roa roa nevot sun sun po panseo cv nilsan netanang ute roll 
uh, <laughs> solat well, uh, solat leut uh, <laughs> our twelfth. Uh, people take people take go no pamceuti alu kolpe slake smon waru tsatute hm den guys right eh lu lu royu kepiak strane eh ningai eh ningai eh tute a sapongu me asunu waru frato lu tutan alu jani uh, po pamseo CV fa guitar. Te, <laughs> guitar. 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 Pea eh, pea pamrelfia eh, 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 no, uh, pamseofia <laughs> little <the> ungai <laughs> uh, roa where do you want pamrelfia alufant pamrelfia alu papyrus Tam tam sakr smonweru royu um sle kes molon weru peyotsko viker nga pol nga poti lolog setsmon sari ira yo kosman um sles srane um kitar tsa tsa Pongue Cosmanlu Sunu Sunu Erunet an Neteng. Um, Ute Sal Vinka Wetty Waking Waking up Wetty. Tam, tam. Er Terry Pamceo Snap Pamceo. To Alu uh, um, uh, Pink Floyd. Ah, Srana. Da- David, David Gil- Gilmore. Srana, <laughs> David Gil- Gilmore. Da- David <laughs> Gilmore. David Gilmore. 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 Strane, multe ways la ayatut a tsailut pivot alunta kro kro sret weti. Ota? Hello? Spawel Spawel po Gitaridi po kailyi kailye to net an net an net an. Sunuero pamseo peya or feya. Sla 
Ningai Lupaya Pamseo Tu Aroa Neeng Sran, Yak. Tifdiatu 
Saraka Smongaru Tutelu John Deacon. Srane. Sranace. Po Pamseus he fa base. Me pongu alu queen. Ketsun amp e. Zivero tam Ketsun tampe zivero Tute Pamseo sivi fa bass Kefiak Sranace. Sran. Fnu. Osman. Pot eb oeng nenafi. Soleya. Soleya. Say so nice on. Oh my god. All right, with that we're going to wrap it up. Um this was this was exciting. Um thanks Went for better than in. I expected. It didn't go better than expected. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> uh, my favorite moment was when I completely forgot the word for forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I also forgot the word for remember, which was also appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for tuning into the Animoke podcast. Uh, hope you have a wonderful day with all this Avatar news. Uh, and stay posted or uh, stay tuned. Actually, well, no one tunes into things anymore. This isn't like this is radio. <laughs> I, I, it's I kind of like have... one of those. It's a, a uh, it's a God. What are the name for them? Where like the save icon is a floppy disk, but like no one interacts with floppy disks anymore. Or like it's still called rewind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's mm. it's it's a holdover. Yeah, it's got a, a term holdover. for it. And I completely forgot it. But anyway, please stay yeah. tuned to the Yeah Monkey Podcast. Hi, Levi. Hi, Levi. Hi, Levi. Don't forget to ping us and tell us how much we need to uh, practice more. Yeah, yep. and tell. Convince and, us to practice more. And yep. tell Awe about that Greek book. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs>